Blog Talk Radio. The Runner. Core DJ. Sometimes you don't realize what you've done. Until you see the damage. DJ,
Empire is a place where I talk, you talk, but everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, the empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for showtimes and days as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the empire speaks, the empress listens. Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl, the Empress Cooper, and it is Thursday. What month is it? January, March, April, May. I think it's May the 12th. I can't keep up. Things are moving so fast that I cannot keep up. And I haven't broadcast for a very long time, but I was actually asked to do a show tonight about two different topics that kind of interrelate to a bigger topic, and those topics are are the usual topics. What we don't want to talk about most of the time, child support, child custody, and domestic issues, and just so that we can go ahead and get this conversation started, I have a special guest on with me tonight. I'm very excited to be able to speak with him. I've listened in to his shows here in the Birmingham, Alabama area. Uh, special guest, Joe Lockett. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. How's it going this evening? Thank you so much for coming on to the show. First of all, tell the people a little bit about yourself now. We have listeners that are not uh, a lot of the times, uh, some of my listeners are not in the Birmingham area because you own this area, sir. So <laughs> I talk with people from abroad. But if you could give us a little bit of background about you and, and your new show that is broadcasting here in Birmingham. Well, I would say two years ago I started in radio um, at 6 o'clock in the morning um, on Saturdays. And a year mm-hmm. later I was able to uh, – get a three-hour show, and it was syndicated. And as of Monday, I have a six-day-a-week show now. I'm on five days a week uh, from 9 to 11 in the mornings, and I'm on, on Saturdays from 4 to 7 um, every Saturday. So I've been blessed. I'm on WYDE mm-hmm. 101.1 here in Birmingham, Alabama. You guys can go mm-hmm. to com and actually uh, listen to us live anywhere in the world, no matter where you guys are. And I appreciate you guys well, for having me tonight. Thank you so much for taking out the time because that's a pretty busy schedule. I know it beats the heck out of 6 o'clock in the morning, but it's still a lot to do, I'm sure. And I've listened to your commentary. I've, uh, I follow you on Facebook and all the other threads, and I'm interested all the time when you can um, hear good talk, real talk, honest talk, and a perspective that I don't think is broadcast well enough with different issues. And you actually have posted today something about this event that has happened here in the Birmingham area. We're not exclusive with this type of happening, but for some reason it's a little bit um, more frequent uh, in the last several weeks, uh, actually months, that we've had domestic violent events to occur. First of all, um, why did you feel it was important to uh, broadcast or just, talk about that particular issue because it's something that a lot of people just do not talk about domestic violence. Well, um, if anyone had the opportunity to listen to my show last week, um, last Saturday, we, uh, this is Domestic Violence Month, um, and I'm big on domestic violence. And what I call it on the show is a, it's a silent killer. 
And uh, mm-hmm. we don't talk about it because people are embarrassed. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, women suffer in silence um, due to um, no one talks about it. And, you know, mm-hmm. men, I don't know what's going on in society today. I have no idea. But the biggest problem is right now is uh, men are taking advantage of these situations. Women are mm-hmm. not doing, and I'm not, blame, I'm not blaming women. Please don't think that I am. But situations right. right now are moving so fast that women are getting men in their lives that they haven't been around for a long time. They're putting them around their kids. Now, I don't know if it's in drugs. I don't know if it's what people are drinking. But mm-hmm. men are not just beating women anymore. They're killing them. They're killing their right. kids. This is a right. huge problem, and we are not talking about it, and we're not addressing it. Even on my show mm-hmm. this weekend, I'm going to be talking about um, definitely about this silent killer because we got to address it, and we got to um, warn women. And someone may be on this line tonight listening. You're going mm-hmm. through this. Make sure mm-hmm. that you get help. Make sure that you can get out of these situations. When a man tells you, I'm sorry, I'm going to mm-hmm. change, please listen to the words coming out of my mouth. He is lying. We mm-hmm. don't change. If a man mm-hmm. hits you, if he curses you, he does not respect you. Mhm. Mhm. I say that all the time. I say that all the time. And people seem to be kind of numb to being just plainly disrespected. I, I, I listened to your show, and I, I, I was wondering if you thought maybe this was likened to us being inundated with these fight videos, with seeing just so much violence that we just don't respond. Do you think that has something to do with it? You know, I'm going to say this. Kids, yes, you know, because that's mm-hmm. what they see, and they don't know any better. As a grown mm-hmm. man and a grown woman, we know better. We know mm-hmm. what we are doing. You know, there's mental illness going on. Okay, fine, I get that. But as a grown mm-hmm. man, I know when I'm upset how I react. Mm-hmm. A woman mm-hmm. knows when she's around a man for the first time if he raised his hand or if he hit a wall and he pushed her. Those are signs mm-hmm. that this dude is violent. And women are mm-hmm. violent too. Just don't think it's men. There are women right. out there that when you look at TV, mm-hmm. And you watch these different issues. A lot of times, okay, you do what you see, but you know better. But sometimes we overreact, and now we just don't respect life. But the problem Mm. I'm having with society today is men are killing kids. Let me Mm. repeat that. Men are killing kids. They are killing our kids because they're mad at the mom or the uh, someone in their family. They're killing the mom, but they're killing our kids at the same time. And I'm not saying at any point that women are the fault, but we mm-hmm. have to be careful with the people that we bring into our lives. And if it's anything that's going on with violence, get away. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you hit the, the nail on the head when it is uncontrollable anger because I think anybody and everybody can be pushed to a reactive point, but at a certain mm-hmm. point, I mean, we, we're still kind of in the beginnings of the investigation, and Christopher Anderson said he's going to try to join us a little bit later because he's actually uh, retiring on tomorrow after several years of service with the Birmingham Police Department. I'm interested in knowing what his personal perspective is because as an officer, you know, they're bound to not have you know, have an opinion and those sorts of things. But because he's now about to retire, he said he would try to join us. And the thing is, is 
this is, I mean, we already know how it happens. We're not going to be shocked to know that she's been hit before. We're not going to be shocked to know that other people knew about it. Uh, we're not going to be shocked to know that there's probably lots of different uh uh, calls out to the home, and if I'm not mistaken, I was watching the news this evening, and they actually said that she had already gotten a protective order against him just this past uh, January, February, March. So less than two months after getting the courts uh, to hear her, the, the violence still escalated to the point of death. Is there anything, if, if there's one thing that you would tell men in particular, because this is not just a male issue, like you said, there's also a, 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 a it doesn't have a gender issue, uh, but mm-hmm. if you had to say one thing in particular to uh, men, what would, what would it be to the men? Well, I think, you know, and I've said this when I'm speaking and I say it on my radio show all the time, men, if you're going to be in a, a woman's life, number one, be an asset. You know, when you see a woman, you know exactly what you want to do. You know exactly what you can do for her. You know, if you're going to be a liability to a woman, do not enter her life. Do not be around her kids if you know that you're no good already. But you got guys out there that prey on women who are weak, who are in trouble, who need financial help. And women, you know, we have to make better choices. And please don't think I'm denigrating women in any way because I am not. But I'm just speaking mm-hmm. the truth. Because of mm-hmm. what's going on in your life, because of some of the bad choices you could have made or the situations you may find yourself in, do not get what they do just because of your situation. Please take mm-hmm. the time. Don't bring them around your kids. If a dude disrespect mm-hmm. you, he would disrespect your kids, especially if it's not his kids. Don't leave mm-hmm. a dude with your kids if it's not mm-hmm. his kids because he won't treat them as his. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it's odd to hear a man say that, and I think that it is more weighted when men say the types of things that you say on a daily basis. And I don't want to hold you too long. Chris just got on the line, and if you'd like to stay with us, you're absolutely welcome because here on the Empire, it's just whoever got something to say that is of substance, able to be weighted, and able to be at least explained. And I, and I don't anticipate that we're going to agree on all terms, but at this point, I think something has to be done because this is not like an isolated event. This is, I know that I've counted myself just this year. This is the third murder of this sort that has a domestic ring to it. And um, just for the record, just to make sure everybody got your information with regard to how they can listen to your show again, Ms. Lackey, if you could give us that information one more time, and then we'll let Mr. Anderson chime on in. All right, thank you guys for having me. You can catch my show Monday through Friday at 9 to 11 on WYDE 101.1. If you're not in Birmingham, Alabama, you can actually go to JoeLockyShow.com and click on Listen and Catch Us There. And we're on every Saturday evening from 4 to 7, again, on WYDE 101.1 FM here in Birmingham. And, again, it's JoeLockyShow.com. I appreciate you guys. I will stay on and listen. And, Chris, how you doing, man? Welcome to the show. I'm good, doctor. How y'all doing? Can you hear me, Empress? Yeah, we can hear you pretty good. And I'm so excited that it is not um, the obvious that most people would expect. Black men are not interested in their families. Black men are not interested in their communities. Black men have to be of some level of celebrity to have a voice, and that's just not the truth because I consider you guys so 
are the celebrities, but I think that what you do is the evidence of the truth that is of most black men is that they really do want to be a part of family and a part of their children's future. We got on the line now with us, Mr. Chris Anderson, you know, my um, uh, my adoptive brother. I was telling people on Periscope, I said, my brother going to be on the line. It's like, I didn't know you had a brother. I said, yeah, I kind of adopted him. He is my brother, but... We we yeah. we gonna we gonna drop that adopted stuff, you know. We family now. I mean, we family. <laughs> we family, so we gonna drop that adopt, adopted stuff. That's my sister. Now that's how we do it. But listen, as soon as right. I heard this story, I promise I was hoping that it wasn't true because you know people will exaggerate, you know, numbers when it comes to tragedy. But when I heard this story, you were the first person that came to mind, and I was like, I don't know what. Um, those guys are having to deal with when you hear a headline or read a headline that says uh, mother of eight has been shot and killed and there's a suspect Mm -hmm. that is thought to be the father. How many, if you could first, for those who don't know the famous Christopher Anderson, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us what's going to happen tomorrow, which I'm not really excited about, but kind of sort (laughs) of. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, my name is uh, Sergeant Chris Anderson. I was one of the uh, detectives from Birmingham that was uh, featured on the show First 48. It was a, uh, I think it was a huge success. I think it opened up a lot of doors uh, for us as investigators. It, it gave us a voice. It gave people an, an insight of what detectives go through on a daily basis of uh, investigating, you know, the most violent and most horrendous crime there is, is when a person takes the life of another. So, uh, so yeah, I, 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 I've been on, I've, I've had a few episodes that were aired on First 48, and, uh, you know, it, it was a blessing because, like I said, now it, it, it kind of opened up a lot of doors for not mm-hmm. only not only me as a person, but it opened up a lot of doors as far as the communication between the uh, the, the police department and the public. And that was something mm. that we we lacked tremendously uh, when I mm-hmm. first got into homicide. Right. I know that you see the both because you're human, of course, but you're also mm-hmm. an officer of the state. So your your focus has to trans you know transition from just being who you are and what you have to do, and, but it's just basically right and wrong. So I, I I know that how you function. So that's not the issue. But why do you think right. we're having we're seeing the level? Because Mr. Lockett was just saying it used to be a fight, everybody get mad. But now uh-huh. we're zipping up bodies and not adult bodies. We're right. talking about babies that are now at risk. What What do you mm-hmm. think is going on? You know, I I think that uh, <laughs> you know I I I honestly believe that there is a a lack of the black man being inside of a house. That that's a part of it because you know, and that that may not be the issue here, but this is. This is a major part of it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. us, with us being uh, 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 with us being so few numbered, I think that mm-hmm. women become more possessive and willing and are willing to to accept more from the few of us that there are that are here and available. So, you mm-hmm. know, when you when you look at it from that aspect, you know, women are, are willing to accept more. So. 
you know, they'll allow this man to, to, to maybe talk down to him in front of their kids. Uh, or they'll allow hmm. this man to go out and, 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 and disrespect, you know, the house. Uh, and, and, and when you allow, when you don't set standards or when you don't set ground rules, you know, uh, some men, I won't say all men, I, I know some men will, and not mm-hmm. just black, not just white, you know, they'll, they'll push that envelope. And sometimes mm. that could lead to other things like uh, abuse, uh, mm. the neglect, the uh, adultery. Mm-hmm. It leads to all mm-hmm. of it. it opens a, a, a lot of different things when you just when you are when you are a woman and willing to accept mm-hmm. more from a man or, or less. Now, now, do you think? Because see, I, I, you know, I feel a little bit weird saying this, but it is the truth. I do not think that this is a something that is isolated to any particular pay grade, race, uh, religion. I think that it is just generic. I think that people are just not putting the label of domestic mm-hmm. violence on it. As yeah, a police officer, did you, if you had to guess, what are the, the percentages of calls out that come that are really just domestic issues that, you know, don't necessarily end in murder, but are just, uh-huh. you know, uh, discongruence between, you know, social partners or, or intimate partners. How, what do you think the percentage uh-huh. is? Uh, as far as percentages, I, you know, I couldn't really give you a, a percentage, but I read somewhere today that, that um, you know, Birmingham and our city, our city alone in Birmingham, we'd answered over 3,000 domestic violence calls in a month. What? That's utterly in a month. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a month. Oh my God. Yeah, over three thousand. Jesus, how how can you even answer three thousand domestic calls in a month and take it seriously? Because I think I'm not blaming the police because we I'm, there's no one really that you can blame because I think it's a right. private issue that is gone mm-hmm. unchecked that becomes a public issue that you're bound to uh, the difference between it being a civil issue and a criminal issue. But how mm-hmm. in the world can <laughs> can the police department answer just 3,000 mm-hmm. calls a month with that one issue, with everything else that's happening in the world? How, how, how do the police take it seriously? Or how, how can you tell when it's not going to escalate <laughs> to like what happened today? Uh you you don't you really have to take each call for what it comes in and sometimes you know sometimes you'll get a call uh where a neighbor sees a couple that's arguing and the officer can go over and defuse the situation but he still has to make a report it's required by state law that a report is made on any domestic on the, any domestic call that they get so mm-hmm. You know, the officer will go and make a, a report, and then that'll be it. May, uh, maybe he'll ask one of the parties to leave. One of them will comply, mm-hmm. and uh, that's it. You know, but there mm-hmm. are those there are those calls where you know there are those calls where you can tell that there has been violence or violence has taken place inside of a house uh, or mm-hmm. inside of a home, and uh, mm-hmm. you know you have to take action as an officer. You are required by state law. To take action, mm-hmm. one of either one or both parties must go to jail. Mm. So, you know, you have to take each call for for what it what it is or what happened, and 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 be a good communicator and a good investigator, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, act accordingly. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about the two things that I think play a, a big part into this domestic violence issue. And we got a couple of callers on hold, and I want to make sure that if they have any questions for either of you, two both of you guys' uh, lines are open. And I identify you by the last four digits of your phone number. But before I do that, I just want to say this is, you, y'all know this is my platform. Uh, the Empire knows mm-hmm. that this is my platform, not because I'm excited for being a member of a, of the survivors of domestic violence. Just because it is something that has happened to me, it does not have to happen to you for you to see that there is an issue. Because if I understand what I've read on the news, one of the victims, one of the child victims, is not even a relative. He was like a visitor in the home. Uh, of you know of what was going on, so it, this cannot be disconnected. It's 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 weird to me how people will record fights, they will record mm-hmm. domestic events, they will actually set up for things like this to happen, but then they are skittish about even mm-hmm. cooperating with the police with regard to like what's really happening. It's scary to me because mm-hmm. it's like we're just gonna watch people die. I mean, we watched a, a, a teenage, not a teenage, yeah, a teenage girl get beat to death on film, and now we got four young black girls, three black girls, one dead, the three black girls up in Washington, I think it was, that have lost their lives because we just have gotten so numb with watching uh, violence. And, you know, Mr. Lockett said it earlier, you know, we're adults. There's a point where you Mm -hmm. have to take some ownership being an adult. We can't even blame it on the children. 4148, you're on the air. Did you have a question for either Mr. Oh, they hung up. Soon as I open their line. Don't be scared. You do not have to tell me who you are. And I, I want to talk a little bit about that, too. The fear of, of people knowing your business um, is one of the biggest things. I know that's what kept me from telling the truth a long time. Nobody wants to admit that the person that you chose to be in your life, in your bed, uh, you know, maybe possibly having children for that this is the person that's, you know, be, basically beating your ass. Nobody wants to admit mm-hmm. that. And, but the the alternative is death in some instances. Mr. Lockie, you said something earlier about embarrassment. How embarrassing is it when it comes to other issues? I mean, nobody wants to be on the front page about being drunk or any other issue, but why is it that you think, uh, men are willing to take this badge of being a badass. Like you beat women. Like you know, what I'm saying. Like, what is that about? Do you think it's just a part of uh, being masculine that you can, you know, kind of pimp slap a woman or something? I, and I'm not being funny because I think that some men almost expect that you should have a stiff hand as a man. Um, I think it's a form of control. And a lot of times, you know, when men are, you know, they don't have jobs, they're being disrespected in um, public, um, maybe disadvantaged, and um, they see maybe success around them, they try to mm-hmm. take advantage of a situation that they can't control. Um, mm. And a lot of times I think Chris said something that was very important, and we have to really realize in the black community that there are not a lot of black men that stayed around. And a lot of these men that have grown up, they have grown up without fathers. And mm-hmm. a lot of these young women have grown up without fathers, so they don't know what a man is supposed to be. And so kind of mm-hmm. TV and what they see in the streets and what you like you said from the fight videos and things of that nature, if they grew mm-hmm. up watching that, this is what they think is okay. Anytime you get a, a, a society that posts fight videos and no one stops it, 
Anytime oh. that you know that we, we're seeing this on TV all the time, and we, even myself, I find myself, you know, a lot of times don't even it don't even bother me. You know, it just yeah. it is what it is. When we as mm-hmm. a society have got so numb to life and the value of life, how can we expect when it does happen mm-hmm. and it's going on, unless it's happening to you and your family, it does not mm-hmm. matter. I tell people all the mm-hmm. time on my show, your emergency, mm-hmm. your emergency is not no one else's emergency to become your emergency. And so that's mm-hmm. a huge problem, especially in the black community. And a lot of times we blame it on the white man. We blame it on society. But a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, I think Chris can attest to this, black men are not working. They're not pulling their bootstraps up. They're not going to go look for jobs. We are lazy, mm-hmm. and we're not doing what we need to do to take care of our community, our women, mm-hmm. and our society today. Chris? Uh, I, I completely I completely agree. Uh, I, you know, <clears throat> I, I I was blessed enough to grow up with my father, being inside of my home, and, and it, it truly was a blessing. Now, was my father, uh, 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 Mister Cleaver, from Leaving to Beaver? No, he he wasn't. Uh, my <laughs> father grew up uh, uh, when I was very very young. Uh, my father was shot, and he became handicapped. From uh, you know, I, I I've never known going out to a park and running with my father, but, you know, he did what he could to make sure that we spent time together. And, uh, you know, I, I, I saw, I saw this, this man, you know, uh, as I'm growing up, I saw the things that he did right, uh, as a father. And I saw the things that he did wrong as a father. So as a son, I had, as an, I had me and my brothers, we all had an example of what to do mm-hmm. and what not to do. That is so vitally important when you are raising children and you are a man of a house. It's so important because I have friends, uh, and and it, it's, it it almost reads like a a a, a manuscript or, or directions mm-hmm. to building something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when I, I look at these young men that I, that I I, I I have the unfortunate job mm-hmm. of putting in putting them in jail, they usually mm-hmm. come from single family homes. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the either uh, someone very close to them has been or is on drugs. Uh, they grow up with uh, low education. They grow up with uh, in, in low incomes. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, and it, and it, all of them, just about all of them, read the same way. Now, I'm not saying that that you know, uh, and I, and I'm just speaking, you know, for me and what I've seen. Even if you are a father, if you have children. You know, I'm not saying that you have to go and marry the woman that you had children with, but I'm saying be an example of, of being there in, in those kids' lives help tremendously. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the, the, usually the ones that, 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 I, I can, not, that I can usually reach, they have an example. They have someone there. So and I know that may not be the answer to your question, but it, it, it's what God put on my spirit to say. So, well, I think but, that's the truth. I, I actually think that you know, and and I, you know, I'm a part of a lot of different communities of, of thought, and one is this the conscious community, and they, you know, some of the conscious communities, they're to me, they're absolutely on, and then some of them, they just want to blame everybody except for right. uh-huh. us on right. uh-huh. and some of our own problems. And the, but absolutely. some of the truths in both of them 
is that the head of the family in any institution, any business, has always been that paternal head. If it's not mm-hmm. there, it's going to be, it's not saying that it can't function. It's just going to be altered right. in a way. And the bottom line uh-huh. is both of you have agreed, and I'm sure some of the people on the line, um, yeah, I see you, Ciccone. Um, some of the people on the line want to chime in. If you do not have the backing, you can't help uh-huh. but just kind of figure out your way. And I think that is right. some of the uh-huh. problems. Ciccone, Ciccone Prince out of Mobile, Alabama is on the line. Ciccone, can you hear me? <laughs> Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Did you have a question for either of my guests, or did you just want to time, uh, chime in? Well, I was just, uh, in fact, listening. Um, I definitely agree with the um, with the importance of the role of the father in the home and how critical, in fact, that is, you know, to help provide that amount of stability, uh, being a father of five kids, like three girls and two boys, I definitely have to be um, a sounding board uh, and oftentimes for a reason, you know, because I tell people all the time that you can't let your emotions drive. They're not covered on your insurance. And and when people try to lead with their emotions, when they try to make decisions based on purely on how they feel, feelings change. I mean, just like the weather. But you have to be able to be to be objective, and I think mm-hmm. that that's what fathers bring to a situation, you know, especially one that could be emotionally charged. You know, mm-hmm. if they can hopefully help their child to, you know, to actually work through a logical, you know, progression as opposed to just doing stuff based solely on their feelings, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, I know that's one of the things that I've had to do with my kids. Yeah. I know that, you know, some people are shocked that, you know, black men can actually articulate and black men can say, you know, things that actually make logical sense because if you just were looking from the outside into our little world, the black male, his his position is just not even represented uh, properly. Chris told mm-hmm. us a little bit about his fathership. What about you, Joe? Do you think that some of your your success or just your being aware of the 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 need for the father is because of the influences of of your father in particular? Because everybody doesn't have it. Uh, uh, what do you think? I think you know. For me, I was very fortunate as Chris was. My father was there um, as a child, and my father has mm-hmm. been a strong role model because I grew up in the seventies, and black men were mm-hmm. very proud back then. But here's the thing mm-hmm. that I think, you know, um, anybody that's in their forties can attest to. In mm-hmm. the 70s, men were um, oppressed, and they didn't, they couldn't act out. And so they act mm-hmm. out on their women at home. There was a lot of domestic violence back in the 60s and the 70s because mm-hmm. of what they could not do, because of racism. Well, mm-hmm. today we're in 2016, we're in the same situation, but not because mm-hmm. of racism, it's because of what we are not doing for ourselves in the community. And I know that may be controversial, but I just think mm-hmm. now in 2016, there are many things that we can do that in 1960 mm-hmm. we couldn't do. And so mm-hmm. we tell ourselves what we yeah. cannot do. And as a black man, you said a white man is holding you down. Um, there's racism mm-hmm. out there. The government is against you. 
And so when you don't have a job, you don't have education, you didn't graduate from high school, you didn't have a father, and then you have a woman in your life, you know, she's probably nagging at you or whatever, the first thing you want to do is act out. And mm-hmm. when you see it on TV and the most, the most famous show that you know is uh, Atlanta Housewives or these other different shows, reality shows, mm-hmm. whatever they are named, I don't watch them. Is that mm-hmm. the first thing that you see? And, you know, you go to almost anybody who is, an, this may not be the right word to use in this form, but if you go to anybody's page who is in poverty, is on mm-hmm. food stamps, you look at their mm-hmm. page and you see fight videos. You see they're mm-hmm. posting things about these reality shows, and they know all mm-hmm. about these things. They're on this site called Media Takeout, and I think it's another one that mm-hmm. people watch. Mm-hmm. These people, this is, I'm not going to say these people, but when you see these different things, that is their world. That's all they understand. Mm-hmm. And so when you get right. upset, that's what you do. When you get excited, mm-hmm. you do what they do. You get high. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a natural chain reaction in our community, and we won't talk about it. And if somebody like myself, you or Chris, mm-hmm. we speak about it, we're denigrated mm-hmm. by our own community because we don't know what we're talking about and we should not be saying this out in public. We shouldn't be talking about this to anybody because mm-hmm. guess what? This is mm-hmm. our secret. Don't tell nobody about it. That's the mm-hmm. problem. You don't educate mm-hmm. yourself. You don't articulate yourself. You don't realize that you didn't go to college. You didn't go to school. You're bringing kids into this world into the dumb crap that you have done and then you go out mm-hmm. and do something stupid and you blame everybody else for it. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. 12.35, your line is open. Did you have anything to say or ask of our guests? we got Christopher Anderson and mm-hmm. uh, Joe Lockett on um, with us tonight. Did you have any questions or did you want to just chime in? 1.235, last four digits of your phone number. Don't be scared. We're just on radio. Okay, and, and and it's okay, but I'm going to tell you something about that silence. Uh, you, uh, Joe, you call it the silent killer. That's what we call the heart attack in the medical world is the silent killer or high blood pressure. That's what we call the silent killer because before you know it, you don't even, you don't even know why you passed out. You're just coming back too. The same thing is true with this type of uh, secrecy and being uh, embarrassed and being hidden. I just couldn't, me personally, I have to bring it home because I can't tell nobody else how to feel. I was not willing to continue to lie about things that I did not cause. There's a difference, and I'm not saying that anybody should do anything that warrants someone putting their hands on another person. I think if you got to make a grown person do anything, you don't need to be with that grown person. That's just the end of it. I mean, that's just how I feel. But at the end of the day, if you think that I'm going to be too shamed to I – I don't like owning people's stuff. Like, I don't like nobody to, like, allow me. You can't – I'm a tell it. I was the tell it twin in the house, and I'm going to tell it. After a certain amount of time, I can't keep eating, you know, your fist and then making up stuff. You have to remember the lies so that you'll cover the next one. I just got tired of doing it, and unfortunately – it's so common. People don't understand how common it is that I can smell it on people just by the conversation sometimes. I can tell when someone is being abused. I can tell when someone is lying about the relationship they have. You can almost, just like you say, you can look at the uh, fight videos on some people's pages and tell what economic status sometimes they come from. That's not really judgment. 
that's just a, a an effect of what the truth is behind you know behind the scenes. I can I can see that same thing sometimes in women and in men who are just naturally violent, but they're hiding it with you know certain clothes or you know the way they look and things like that. A zero two six, you're on the air. Can can you hear me? A zero two six. Yes, ma'am. I can hear you. Have any questions for either of our guests, Joe Lockett and Christopher Anderson, about the domestic violence that we have uh, in our particular community, all over, but particularly our black community? Uh, actually, I'm just I'm just coming in. I'm coming in on the tail end of it. Uh, being a domestic violence uh, victim myself, uh, my first marriage, my first marriage in. Uh, because of domestic violence, uh, my second marriage um, lasted 120 days because I, I I saw it I saw it coming and I refused to spend 11 years uh, or more just to stay in a marriage period with the guy mm-hmm. putting his hand on me. And then mm-hmm. third, um, the laws just not the, the laws does not work for women anymore. And the reason I'm saying that is because here in Mississippi, it does not, it, it does not, it did not work for me. I was attacked in my business, and the Empress, I, you may have remembered me um, mm-hmm. uh, talking about this in a previous show. Um, mm-hmm. I was attacked and by, with by, from a guy that I was dating, and I know it's going to make just for me saying that I had two marriages that ended because of domestic violence, and then a relationship that ended because of domestic violence. You know, me just mm-hmm. telling someone that, automatically mm-hmm. you're going to assume that I'm the type of woman somebody would assume, okay, what is it that mm-hmm. she's doing that's, that's, that's making these men to act out? It can't be all three of those men that's doing that. But to make mm-hmm. a long story short, uh, I'm thinking that the law is going to, to to protect me. It's going to uphold me because I was in my place of establishment, my place of business, this guy came in and attacked me. He, mm-hmm. um, they took him to jail. I go to court. I didn't even, I didn't even see where it was necessary for me to get an attorney because I knew that, you know, hey, I was minding my own business. He came into my establishment. He attacked me. He, he, uh, physically, mentally. I mean, just every, every kind of abuse you can name. He actually did it to me. But guess what? Mm-hmm. The court held it out. They held it out. Uh, until they was able, the, the judge, the judge was paid off. The attorney, the attorney paid the judge off, and I know this for a fact. Okay, mm-hmm. when the, when it all, when we all got the, the, the verdict back, I couldn't go file a counter civil suit because the statute of limitation in the state of Mississippi was only a year. That was something mm-hmm. I didn't know. Had I known mm-hmm. that, I would have had my ducks in a row. So I tell any woman, if you're in a domestic violence situation, if a man, if, if, if you're in a relationship with a man, and my thing is this, you can tell, you can tell just from a conversation with a man, I can t- I, I'm like you, I can smell it, I can see it, I mm-hmm. can smell it, you you know you know it it's it's just like a drug addict, it shows. Mm-hmm. But you have mm-hmm. to be in, have been in the situation in order to know it. And but some mm-hmm. women they like it. They're afraid to get out because first of all, uh, they're, the, the guys have told them, you know, nobody wants you. 
you can't do in a bed. I stayed in my first marriage because I didn't think I can actually function on my own, make it, because I had the nice boat, I had the nice house, I had the cars, I had all the money. And get and bid you not now, guys that are abusive, they will give you the world. And that's where the mistake come in with women. And guys, when, mm-hmm. when they they knock you upside the head, they buy you a diamond as big as the knot that they put on your head. And we fall mm-hmm. victims to that. Well, and it happens. It, and happens. it happens all the time. Now, let me let me just flip the script a little bit, and I got a couple more uh, calls on the line. And y'all don't be scared. I'm not going to identify you. I don't know who you are. The listeners don't have to know who you are. I want to flip this a little bit because I totally agree with what she just had to say, but I know that there is an idea. I don't know where this came from either because I was raised, I was born in 73, so I'm, I consider myself old school. You don't put your hands on nobody, whether you're a girl or a boy. There is an acceptance at this point, even in 2016, that there is, like, it's okay for females, even as young as middle school children, female girls, putting their hands on boys and expecting boys not to hit back. Now, I'm interested in knowing what Mr. Lockett and Christopher have to say about that because I'm going to just go ahead and put it out there. I will not, I'm not teaching my son to allow someone to put their hands on him, but I also teach him not to put his hands on anyone else. I do not think that it's okay to ask a boy and a male and a man to bitch down and be a female and let a female beat them. I think you're asking them to be something that they're naturally not. Now, that's my say. Mr. Lockett will go with you, and then Chris will go with you, and then we'll take a call. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you. Um, I don't think at any point that a man should ever, ever raise his hands at a female um, because we we can walk away. You know, you should defend Mm -hmm. yourself by, you know, either – Walking away, because a man, you know, we have instincts. We are hunters by mm-hmm. nature. And once you right. see a situation getting violent, the first thing mm-hmm. a man, and what my father taught me, and, you know, as mm-hmm. I grew up, that you walk away from a situation. Most women mm-hmm. will not corner you. You know, they may try to embarrass you. You take the first right, right. and you walk away. Right. Because one thing mm-hmm. I can say about a man, once his testosterone gets to a certain level, he blanks out. And mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. that female is going to get hurt. And so I, mm-hmm. I would not advise my son at any point at any time to raise his hand at a woman. Because one time, once a, like especially a kid, if they think that's okay, that becomes mm-hmm. embedded into their DNA. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chris? I've uh, taught my son, Chris Jr., uh, since the age of two or three years old to, uh, you know, it's not okay for you to put your hands on a woman, but there are certain situations where you will have to protect yourself. And protecting yourself and and striking a woman is two completely different things. And it took right. us a while for him to learn it because uh, it, it took us a while for him to learn it, uh, but I think he has a very, very good understanding of it now. He's 19, about to be 20 years old. He's never... You know, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's never had, he's never put his hands on a woman that I'm aware. I, I, he's never put his hands on a woman. So you know, mm-hmm. I, and I, I just, mm-hmm. I, but I, I think that there, I think that I think that we are all on the same page. We just kind of explain it a little bit different. There is a mm-hmm. huge difference between putting your hands on someone and protecting mm-hmm. yourself. 
I taught right. my son to protect himself, but never put his hands on a woman. Right. And and, and I don't, I, I was raised in a home where there were just girls and my dad. Like, my dad would just okay. leave the house um, when we got ready to do anything, because he said it was just too many people. It was just too many of us, and it was just me, my sisters, and my mom. But my dad was military. He was an alcoholic. He's recovered several years after that. But there's a point where a man is just going, and it's not an excuse, it's an explanation. When a man's Mm -hmm. testosterone, just like Joe said, when a man's testosterone kicks in, that's what he is. He is made to hunt. He is made to defend. That's what he's made to do. So there's, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you can teach that person to turn that off just because this person hit you in the breast. No, it's a uh-huh. it's a response thing. So never be in a situation. If, if I feel like this, if they are if they will cuss you and disrespect you, they will hit you and they will kill you. That's just how I feel about it. And uh-huh. I say to women that you need to leave. But a lot of the times, women I'm not saying are asking to be abused. I'm not saying are asking to be killed. But women are are walking a fine line that they get a social pass to be aggressive, and then when you Mm want to hit a man like you a man, he don't know that he's hitting a woman after his man, you know, raises up in him. That's just how I feel about it. We we can agree to disagree. We do it all the time here on the the Empire. 4529, I'm sorry for being so long-winded. 4529, can you hear me? Did you have a question? 4529, the last four digits of your number, calling out of Georgia. Oh, I'm like. sorry. <laughs> That's me. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah. Did you want to wait? Uh, Did you want to weigh in or, or speak with one of our yeah, guests? I, we have, mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, um, this is this is Miss Wilson. She sent me a message on um, SC. But um, mm-hmm. I, I was um, thinking about when you posted the um, post about the man killing the the kids on the rampage. I I told you that it seemed like that could be me, you know, that that can happen to me due to the fact that my kids' fathers don't um, like that they're on child support. I get bullied all the time mm-hmm. about, you know, if you don't take me off child support, I'm not going to be there for your son, and I resent you having them. And it's like people don't want to take responsibility for what they do as far as, you know, having unprotected sex and getting someone pregnant. And then when you get mm-hmm. pregnant, they don't want to take care of their child. I don't care if you was in a relationship, if you was a side chick, if you was married. You know, whatever mm-hmm. the situation mm-hmm. is, both parties mm-hmm. are responsible for the child. So mm-hmm. if you refuse to take care of your child, and as a, as some people in our community say, oh, you get the white folks on me, you know, and say, oh, mm-hmm. well, I'm not, I don't care if the white folks, you know, come and ask for support. I'm not going to give your child nothing. Then, hey, it is what it is, but at the same time, I don't know what was going on with this family. That, that man took, took them people's lives. That's wrong, you know, and right. they, they hurt people, people at the end of the day. Yes. And I mean, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a touchy situation. And when you was talking about um, the kids or or people like children hitting girls, they shouldn't do that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I I do understand what you're saying because I'm the type of person I don't try to fight nobody. You know, I'm like mm-hmm. you. I was taught to put my hands to myself. If I'm mad, I don't go off and just try to fight people. You know, I talk. Right. I've always been a person to speak with words. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So when when women get mad and start, you know, slapping and fighting and pushing on men and thinking they're mm-hmm. supposed to hit them back, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you. They don't supposed to mm-hmm. do it, but if somebody, like a restraint, my thing is a restraint is different than you just being the person's butt. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you know that you <laughs> two times, but I'm 5'10", 275, and you, uh, you know, 6'3", and you know you're stronger than me, 210 or whatever the case may be, if I were to hit you, there's a difference between you fighting me like a dude and just, right. you know, straining right. me to keep me out, which I've never done that, but I've been in a domestic violence situation to where my husband has um, restrained me, but it was because mm-hmm. of something that he did. You get what I'm saying? So right, if, right. If, is, if I, if you know, he, we got into it, so when I went, and grab his keys, if I grab your keys, and, or, you know, so you can't go nowhere because it's the middle of the night and clearly you're trying to go somewhere you don't have no business going, if you want your keys back, I would think that you would try to pry my fingers and take your keys versus try to break my wrist or break my arm in order for when my arm fall off, my key, my hand going to open up and you get your keys. You get what I'm saying? It's like it's level. I, I hear you. Uh, it's levels, but I hear you, and and, and I'm going a, I'm to a just say this. Uh, we got old school on the phone, um, Joe Lockett and Christopher. They don't make men like this no more, okay? We're we we, we not talking about men who understand and have had uh, a mental shape of, be, of what being a man is. We're talking about some guys who some of them wear the same jeans we wear. So I'm saying this, we cannot expect an old school habit with these new school kids and, and young men and adult men that they weren't they weren't shown the same thing. I'm gonna my daughter is not gonna grab nobody's keys. You, you those are not your keys and, and if you know that those are not your keys and that's gonna take it to another level, yeah, it's level. But to me you're asking for someone to keep graduating it up to the next thing. Because I don't think, I'm just guessing. You know, I'm not no detective and I'm not a psychologist. I'm just a nurse with a big mouth. I don't think that that guy really wanted to probably kill, but it's too late to say that. It is too late to say I didn't mean to do it after you let rage and everything else move you to doing something just because she wouldn't let you see the kid. It doesn't even make any sense. There's no logic to it. That's why people are so numb because there's not even going to be a reason that's going to justify that somebody's going to have to bury their daughter and there are four other family members just because you're mad. Like, ain't no, ain't no, there's no explanation to it. I want to know if there's any reason why um, the men on the phone, for the men on the phone, because we got a couple of other calls that keep just going on and off. They don't want me to call them for some reason, and it's okay. And we're going to finally try to get around to what I think constitutes to some of this, not not makes it right or, or justifies it. It just explains it. Um, but to the two men who are on the phone, do you think that there is anything that you could say to the women? Because we talked about the men. We talked about the men not being in the home, men not seeing what a strong male figure is about. Is there any information that you can give to the women? Because I think, and I, I'm just going to say it, I'm on their team. Y'all know I'm a girl. I like being on the girl team. But it's some stuff we be doing that's just some trifling stuff, and you're asking mm-hmm. for them to graduate to other levels. Is there anything, let's say, Chris, person, and Joe, what women can do or stop doing to possibly 
you know, graduate things to this level. So, you know, and and I'm not I, I'm not here to be critical. I, I mean, every person has their own situations, but to me, in my field, uh, I don't. <laughs> you, you grabbing to to me as a man, you grabbing my keys and taking them from me during an argument says something mm-hmm. completely different than you know I'm mm-hmm. just grabbing your keys. You know it, it right. you know that's that's a that's that form of of control. And if mm-hmm. I want to leave, let me leave. Let me let leave. me go. Right. Because because right. I don't I don't want to be there at that time for me. I don't want to be there mm-hmm. at that time because it's getting to the point now that hey I'm about to do something to you. So let mm-hmm. let me go. Let me let me grab my keys. Let me walk outside <laughs> and let me go and cool my head to where mm-hmm. when I come back, if I come back tomorrow, if I come back a week later, we can talk about mm-hmm. it. Just give me my time. Mm-hmm. Give me my space. And that'll keep this from yep. going, <laughs> going all the way. Give me out my keys. Give, give me, me my keys. keys. Just give me my keys. Let me go, cause I want to leave. <laughs> so, and, 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 and I, I promise, I'm, sorry. You, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be critical uh, uh, of you laid out. And I'm, I'm sorry, I tried to write down your name, but I didn't. But I'm not trying mm-hmm. to to be critical or anything. But that's from a man's standpoint. I need to mm-hmm. leave before it gets to the point of violence. And that's what right. I, that's, that's what a man is going to do. Let him go. Before you say anything, Joe, I know y'all have seen this video of this girl and guy in a classroom, and this guy is trying to leave her alone. She is all in his face. Right. She has him pinned up against the wall. He's asking her to move, get out of my face, and she literally follows him around. When the testosterone level raises up in him, he flings that girl around that classroom like she's nothing. And all I can mm-hmm. say is that if that was my daughter, I honestly, and I'm, and I'm sympathetic because I've been in that situation saying nothing, not being an antagonist, because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, I'm, I ain't trying to mess up my face and hair and stuff. I'm not trying to do that. But in that instance, you wanted some result. You wanted something to happen to me, so right. I'm teaching my daughter not to push. When you, especially when you know they buttons, I'm not even going over by the button pad. I'm 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 gone. I'm out of there. I'm out of there. Uh, Joe. Yes, ma'am. Joe, what you what say you? What say you? What you need? To, what we what do we need to tell the women? You know, I, I think, you know, for me, I, I pick it back on what Chris said. If a man wants to leave, um, let him leave. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's all in the choices of a woman. You know, when you're picking a man, pick a man and don't pick a boy. I think that's mm-hmm. very important. Um, a lot of times mm-hmm. women pick these guys because of something they've seen, some way he looks, but not what he's he, the plan that he has. And if a man is living with you and he don't bring anything to the table while y'all together, because most mm-hmm. arguments, and I think Chris can attest to this, is due to financial things going on or cheating. And mm-hmm. so when you are struggling, that's probably the wrong time to be trying to get into a relationship, especially if you have kids. And, again, if there are any mm-hmm. women on the line, please think I'm, I'm not denigrating any woman. I'm just saying choices mm-hmm. are very important. And if you are hurting and you got baby daddy issues or you don't have any money, Try to get yourself established first and take mm-hmm. care of your kids. 
a good man will come along, you know, at some point in time in your life. But just going with somebody that's easy going and call you cute today or gave you a little bit of money on the telephone bill or a light bill is not the dude that you want to bring around your kids or the dude you need to be arguing with. And if you find yourself following this cat, this cat, if you find yourself trying to go through his text messages or going through his Facebook page, that is not mm. the guy for your life, okay? If you got to call your mm-hmm. girlfriends and you call him out on social media, you're wasting way too much time on that guy. You guys should be working, mm. trying to pay your bills, and figure out how you're going to get your kids in college. Mm. Mm. See, you to preach right in, like, right, and we so far from Sunday right now, but you just preach. And, <laughs> <laughs> you really did. And, 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 and women he, need he to really hear. He said a mouthful with two or three words. He, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. He said that. He said it. And the thing is, is we got we women. We have to listen to it because it's a it's a hard pill to swallow, and there's no coming back from death. I mean, a lot of things can happen. I've seen women. You know, I've had. I've never had anything where my I got a broken leg. But I, I and, and let me get this straight. I'm not saying anything negative about my ex. He has some anger issues. I have anger issues. We never should have tried to fix anything in the fit of that anger moment. And it ne- I, mean, I was I was raised to where if somebody hit you, you hit them back. So I was not going to not fight. Well, as an adult and as a grown woman who survived it and as a nurse who's seen uh, and helped zip up the body bag of people who have just said, you know, we was just really fighting and I was really just trying to tell her this and I was really, I understand that uh, anger can take you to the grave and it really not be in the intention. You're just trying to make a point. But anybody that wants to listen to you will, anybody that wants to be there, you don't have to drag them there. Just like my, my, uh, Joe said, if you're on social media, you don't have to, uh, you know, call your man out. I know of a murder in Mississippi where a female wrote a post about a separated couple. This happened earlier this year, or maybe it was the end of last year. She and her husband separated, had been separated for a long time, but the right moment and the right mess, he got off his job at the shipbuilding company, drove to her job at the welfare uh, place, shot her dead, and then shot himself. And now there are children behind this incident who have a dead mother and a dead, I think they removed him from support, a dead father, and they have to live with those types of ideas. Mm -hmm. Domestic violence works in such a way where it just has to be a relationship. It doesn't have to be a marriage. It doesn't have to be intimacy. It just is a known relationship. And people just say, oh, I'm not married to him, so this is not domestic abuse. Or we don't live together, this is not domestic abuse. Or I'm just a side chick, so this is not domestic abuse. Yes, it is. It is domestic abuse. And I'm going to, ain't no way to fix a lot of this except for some personal one-on-one kind of thing with uh, individuals. There's nothing I can say that's going to um, just be like an aha uh, that can fix anybody's domestic issue because they're all so intricate and and detailed, you know, with those individuals. But I know some things that are just absolutely the truth about how you can fix yourself if you are the victim of or if you 
um, are trying to get out of a relationship. Before we do that, I just wanted to know if there's anything else Joe and Christopher wanted to say uh, before we get off the line. Let's start with you, Chris, because you're retiring tomorrow, and now I'm going to have to move to a whole other state. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't have to move. Uh, yeah, I am uh, I'm retiring from... Uh, <laughs> From law enforcement uh, tomorrow. It's been 21 years, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm retiring from my city. It's still my home. It's still my house. I'm still gonna be uh, uh, with, with, you know, with uh, working. Well, I don't know, Empress. We'll have to sit down and talk about something mm-hmm. else that's in the works. Mm-hmm. But uh, as it stands right now, I am retiring mm-hmm. from. Uh, from from the Birmingham Police Department, uh, yeah. it has been a great ride, and uh, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. we'll 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 see. But God has got got a whole lot planned for you, boy. A whole lot planned Yay. for you, boy. And uh, great. he's been opening opening door after door after door. So yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on to the show. Um, Mr. Lockett, uh, did you have many parting words? And please give us your information again. I keep saying that because I want people to tune in and listen to you preach in like <clears throat> Well, we want people to lock it in first. <laughs> but I want to tell Chris, uh, I appreciate you, man, for all the things you've done for our community and our city, for protecting us. And may you and your family be blessed um, in your retirement. Because you know you thank have you. served our city well, man, and we thank you so much. Thank you. And um, that. hey, not a problem, bro. And if you ever need anything from me, man, you guys need to be um, on radio or anything like that. You know me. You know you can get in touch with me. Hit me up on Facebook or you know just find me on. on you know I, we, I get your number from Cooper, and we can uh, hook up later mm-hmm. on. And to your listening audience, no I do appreciate you you having me tonight. Um, and you guys can find me tomorrow morning from nine to eleven on WYDE one hundred one point one. Or you can um, just go to your uh, website and go to JoeLikeShow.com, click on Listen, and you can listen to me anywhere worldwide. And on, on Saturdays, you can hear me from 4 to 7, still on WYDE 101.1. I am the only talk show in Birmingham, Alabama, that is live six days a week. So I appreciate you guys. God has been good to me. Chris, like I said, man, take care of yourself, bro. We appreciate you. And Cooper, thanks for having me. Thank you so much, and this is how we do it here on the Empire. I have to say, the last say, because you know I'm a little control freak like that. A little quick commercial break, and then I'm going to tell you what I think are the three things that need to happen to prevent some of this. Everything begins with an honest, open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Y'all know I always have to have the last say because I'm just a woman, and I think a lot of the issues with regard to some of these things may be resolved by us making some simple changes, but I'm not blaming the women because, really, there's no one to blame when it comes to the point of life and death. 
Uh, particularly, this show is going to be about child support and um, child custody, and these both issues, I think, may play a small part into this tragedy that happened here in Birmingham, Alabama. But I think just generically, uh, we need to just define what those things are and how they are not uh, something of a toy or some type of a tool to try to mend or still deal with the relationship that is going to right. First of all, when a, when a relationship is over, it just needs to be over because child support and child custody is separate and apart from the loss of the adult relationship. I mean, they're related, but they don't have really the same entities or boundaries. They just are related to each other because it's usually a subordinate or a, a dependent um, that's in the custody, which simply means they have a legal guardianship that the state recognizes as the parent. It can be split. It can be sold. You can lose your custody depending upon certain circumstances, and that's separate and apart from support. Child support has to do with the financial uh, responsibility of both persons, and it is not a means of of how you live. Like, I, I just don't get how any state, and this is just my little soapbox, I don't think any state should be allowing people to get child support when they ain't got no job to start with. you just getting child income. Just call it what it is, because if you're living off of what he's paying you and you ain't going to work, I don't think you should get anything. But this has nothing to do uh in its entirety with the the loss of the relationship. The domestic violence is the separated part with the adults. And it is just like Joe said, we're not burying adults anymore alone. We're, I saw a, a, a picture on Facebook just two or three days ago of a father and two children. Now, I don't know what happened, but there is something absolutely wrong when the when the father and their children are being buried together, and it's not a car accident and it's over some bull. Uh, I mean, when you have a relationship between adult people, you should handle those things with adult solutions. And there's nothing adult about involving children and those issues into your relationship. Children are a product of the relationship, not the reasons as to why you go over and you fighting with their mama. Like, that, that's just two different things. It's very, very clear in my head. It's very, very convoluted when you talk about it in a social setting. So the first thing you need to do is just stay respectful if you're going to still have to deal with this person. I don't care if it was a one-night stand, if a baby came out of it and it's yours, you are connected to that person. You can just get over it. You can call her whatever you want to call her. You can say he's a bad dad or whatever you want to say. But at the end of the day, if you have a spawn, if you have had a baby or a product of that relationship, you are going to have to have a certain level of respect for the decision that you made, whether it was one night or 20 years. You have a respect necessity for the sake of those children. Now, we're talking about the relationship between the two adults. If you can't get that right, then anything else from that is going to be just kind of messed up. So if you want to stay together, be respectful. But if you don't want that person anymore, number two, in the relationship. All of this I'm coming back over at the middle of the night because I can't get no dupe from somebody else or this is just common place of where I'm paying child support so I think I can come and lay up in your house. If the relationship is over and you have children, you need to draw a definite line between yourself 
as the adult uh, supervisor over these children and the person you had them with. Those two things don't need to go together. I don't get these people who stay separated forever and they go back and forth between I think I'm a date and I'm going to be separated and we got these kids, but sometimes when I'm mad at my girlfriend, I'm going to go home to my baby mama and then you get the house shut up. I mean, the text that someone put on Facebook caused a woman to lose her life when they had been separated for years. It was domestic violence the entire time. But at the end of the day, if you're not with that adult person, there are certain parts of your life that need to be totally disconnected, expressly your genitalia. Do not call. Do not text. Do not reminisce. Do not do any of those things. If you're moving on, move on and leave it alone. Because everybody and anybody that's related in your life becomes a potential victim if that person is domestically uh, violent with you. That means that the children, your coworkers, your community, everybody else related to your life who's not getting in the bed with him is becoming an issue. So you need to definitely separate the two. If you're all, if the relationship is over, let it be over. No tryouts, no moving, um, and sometimes and out. Just move on or stay together and be respectful. But the third thing is to remember that the kids are not a reason to stay, and they're not a reason um, to try to mend a relationship that's not working. Children are a product of some other bigger happening. Children come from the two adults. Now, if the two adults can't get that together, there's no reason for you to stay not getting together thinking that that's going to some way heal the children. I've heard it before. I had a difficult time myself leaving a bad relationship with my children's father because we didn't get along, but that relationship is separate and apart from the fathership that he has with those children. It's two totally different relationships. Men, stop trying to say, I don't want nobody else over my children, and you can't stand their mama. You're going to have to understand that if you're not going to be in her life, there is a potential for someone else to be. Now, if you don't want that to be, change your manhood, change who you are, or she will have to change. Otherwise, you are going to continue to wake up every morning not liking your children's mother, and the worst thing that can happen is something like what happened just yesterday. You'll have two adults not liking each other, not getting along, and they probably both have the same love for the children, but now you've got a dead mama and four injured children. Those two things are related, but that did not have to happen that way. And the moment that you start getting comfortable with not just burying the black man, but now burying black men, black women, and black children, there's only so much more that's going to be left. I mean, there's nothing else left when you separate the family to begin with. I think that child support and child custody should have nothing at all to do with the relationship between the adults. It is, if you have children and their chest meets the air, because I had a conversation with a another uh, talk show host from Houston, and her uh, position is that uh, most men who have these types of issues uh, usually don't even want the children to start with and that they should have a right to be able to not uh, have a financial responsibility to that child if they didn't want them to start with. But, after, you know, that's great to say 
when there is an embryonic stage up until week 39 or 40. But once that chest, that's what I say, once the chest meets the air, it's, 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 it's here. So all of that which, what you would have, could have, should have done is over with, and the necessary things that have to happen should not be borne by one person. Now, I'm just an advocate for equality, but I ain't trying to equal out where, you know, you can't ask no man who ain't got no job to suddenly pay your child support because you, you're not going to do that. But you knew he didn't have one when you was laying up with him. Let's be practical. Don't start asking for things that weren't capable way beforehand. Women are doing some crazy stuff. It is not um, – a lot of people think statistically that the majority of welfare recipients are African-American people. That's just not true either. So when you, when when black men get off on this, you know, y'all just want to get paid. You just want to pay back. We ain't even the ones who's getting it. And the little bit that you're getting, I don't even see that. I want you to understand that this is a legacy that you're setting up, and the worst thing that you can do is let a child know that you just weren't willing to participate. I, I, I would feel bad of that. My children think that everything we got right now is because they dad to pay for it. Because that's, I don't want them to think that they are some type of obligation and everybody had to go to court 85, 75, 115 times just to get something done. It's mm-hmm. just not the right thing to do. Our children are our future, and if you don't set up the right future for them, it will be set uh, for them by mm-hmm. someone else. That's the worst thing that can happen, okay? I, I want to say this with as much love and as much tolerance as I can. A lot of people think that I'm a tyrant when it comes to domestic violence. No, I'm just saying that domestic violence, the other end of it is death. And this is the example that we saw today. There did not have to be a death. Everybody can be mad. Everybody can walk away. But when you start graduating and pushing people to places where, you know, I'll never do this, I'm pretty sure nobody really thought that it would happen, but we're after the fact now. we got to save lives the way that we can, and now we have uh, hopefully all of the children survive, but we'll still have eight children that at least would be able to have some level of normalcy. But you know they're changed for the rest of their life. They are changed for the rest of their life. Uh, Somebody trying to call me. But I, uh, I'll call you. I'll call you in a minute. But I, I just want everybody just to really think. Um, and to my sister who called out of Atlanta, this is not to bash you. That's not to judge you about grabbing the kids. I don't even play like I haven't, you know, probably said or looked because I got a quick mouth. And a lot of the things I just refuse to even say. I just refuse to even move. But you know that there are certain things that people will graduate to. And I don't want to lose you over no damn keys. Your children don't need to lose you over no car, over no penis, over your pride, or nothing else. There's nothing that I'm willing to die for. That is why I left every freaking thing that I had and packed up my two children and and ask God to provide for me. And I have, so, believe it or not, it's more income in my pocket with less uh, necessity. And I don't know, it ain't nothing but God. You know, some people don't believe in God. Some of my listeners are just anti-God or whatever, but you're going to listen to this. Mm. You're going to hear this show. 
there are some things that I know it could not be explained except for by him because I wasn't supposed to have things. You know, people say checks in the mail. I prayed for checks a couple of weeks ago, and two checks came, but they didn't have my name on the side to send them back. But I'm telling you, there are so um, many opportunities for you if you would just allow yourself the the, the way. And, and that means taking yourself out of the equation, especially when you have kids. Because there's some times I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight so hard. But I couldn't. I needed to live for my children. So that's all I'm asking you to do. That's the Empress Speaks for tonight. I don't know when the next show is. Check your Facebook. I'm the Empress Cooper on Facebook. I'm the Empress Speaks on Periscope. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Damage is the song we entered the show with, and we're going to end with it. Talk to you later. Bye. The Runner. Core DJ. Until you see the damage. DJ, DJ, watch it, watch it. Guess I must have lost my mind for a minute.